I was at a house party with my friends and you know how these go. Eventually people talk about sports or stocks, but today one of them brought up cryptocurrencies. He started talking about how he's gotten a 30 times return on his investment in just one year. This sounded too good to be true, so I thought ki ghar ja kar even I'll investigate and find out what all this noise is about. Now for me to put my money behind something, I need to fully understand how it works. So I started reading about blockchain. You know, the technology that's even making things like Bitcoin and NFTs possible. But when I started reading, I didn't know where to stop. From words like mining to smart contracts, nodes and peer-to-peer networking, there was so much jargon involved in just understanding how blockchain works. I was so curious to see if currencies like Bitcoin, Dogecoin and Ethereum have done so well. What else could we do with this blockchain? What could be next? The inner geek in me set out to find out everything that I could. And now, drum roll please. I am going to save you the months of trouble and thousands of pages it took for me to become an expert and just share it with you in this episode. Let's jump in and see what the future looks like. Welcome to Dil Mange More. where every week we the geek squad will take you on a trip through a universe of astonishing innovations high tech deals and curious cases of the geek world intelligence say artificial intelligence tak cars say mars tak bitcoin say robotics tak cloud gaming say cyber shaming tak geek squad is always seeking looking eating drinking breathing telling stories of unsatiable thirst for knowledge and information Here is presenting Dil Mange More with the Geek Squad. Did you know that in 2020, Taiwan became the first country to launch a blockchain-enabled trade program for customs? This is allowing exporters and importers to exchange their international trading documents online without any paper and making international free trade more efficient. Wow, that was an interesting fact. Kya aapko ye pata tha? Anywho, let's move to what blockchain is now. It is basically a distributed ledger account. Soche ke you have a spreadsheet of 100 rows of data. What blockchain does is it breaks the spreadsheet into smaller pieces, say of 5 rows each. So when you start storing data in a block, it gets filled with 5 rows. For the 6th row, you again start a new block that will contain data till the 10th row. Up the second block is attached to the first block. The process continues till you will have 20 blocks of 5 rows each chained together via cryptography. Also, each of them is time stamped with a hash thus creating an irreversible timeline of the data. Now imagine if all this data was in one computer. Any hacker could find it and rob you in one go. But what if it was spread across? You know, similar to that trick our parents taught us to always split our money to reduce our risk if we get robbed. Ab if anyone tries to alter previous information through one computer or node, the other nodes will not be altered. Or to or if one computer tampers with the record, all other nodes will cross-check with one another and will easily identify the one with the tampering. This brings us to the most debated question on blockchain. How safe is it? There's this popular concept known as the blockchain trilemma, which refers to a widely held belief 
that decentralized networks can only provide two of three benefits at any given time with respect to decentralization, security, and scalability. Matlab ki most technology dependent on the blockchain often ends up achieving two out of three of these. Take Bitcoin for instance. It's decentralized and secure, but it's not very scalable. It's only available in a limited quantity at any given period of time. This is precisely why the price rises so drastically and why other cryptocurrencies keep emerging. Jab hum safety ki baat karte hai, we usually refer only to the public blockchains as they can be accessed by anybody from anywhere in the world. So let's refer back to our previous example. We now have data that is shared by 100 computers spread all across the world in different continents and countries. How would somebody regulate this? Who's authorizing how everything runs? The answer is pretty straightforward. Everyone controlling the blockchain has equal control over it. Basically, each node gets a vote and it's regulated by itself. This is what decentralized blockchain means. This system helps to establish an exact and transparent order of events. And this is exactly why blockchain enthusiasts believe it is the safest and the best way of maintaining data. Not just for cryptocurrencies, but also for legal contracts, state identifications, voting, maintaining product inventory, and healthcare records. But if nobody is regulating this, what do I do if I get hacked? This is a very valid question. In fact, when it does happen, there's no government body you can run to. There have been big hacks like the KuCoin hack of dollar two eighty one million, which happened just in twenty twenty. And just a few years before that, there was the CoinCheck hack worth dollar five thirty four million, and the BitGrail hack of dollar one forty six million that took place in twenty eighteen. There's many more like these, and the worst part is there's no legal action that one can take against them. So if there's no law governing this, won't this be perfect for getting away with illegal activities? Like everyone, even the gangsters and mobs have moved online. The dark web, which amounts to about five percent of the internet, has been using cryptocurrencies in the last decade to conduct many illegal activities, including money laundering, funding terrorism, drugs, and illegal pornography, as the user is anonymous. The FBI seizure of over four million dollars worth of Bitcoin from one such marketplace, the Silk Road, provides some idea to the scale of the problem. So is blockchain really safe? Blockchain technology is very tamper-proof. So the issue of security arises from the vulnerability of the applications built using blockchain and the smart contracts that are controlling them. As every coin has two sides, so does this technology. While there are governments as well as individuals wary about blockchain, there are many who believe that this is the future. Ab baat karte hain India ki. How is blockchain shaping up in India? What does the Indian government and the business sector feel about it? Is it catching up with the same fervor as the rest of the world? Stay tuned to find out. QNAP is a revolutionary brand with a revolutionary cloud NAS solution that joins cutting-edge subscription-based software and diversified service channel ecosystems. 
QNAP is devoted to providing comprehensive solutions in software development, hardware design and in-house manufacturing. Being more than just a simple storage solution, QNAP has created a cloud-based networking infrastructure for users to host and develop artificial intelligence analysis, edge computing and data integration, providing the client with future-proof solutions. Welcome back to Dilwange More by the Geek Squad. Now, where were we? Ta-ta! We were talking about how big blockchain has gotten in India. Interestingly, India has been ranked second in terms of crypto adoption in the year 2021. With remote work, there's been a spike in the culture of investing. And with the Supreme Court finally lifting the ban that RBI put on trading in virtual currencies in March 2020, the market for virtual currencies has only been on an upward curve. Since then, there have been a lot of startups and top financial institutions that are educating the public with knowledge of cryptocurrencies and blockchain. Coinswitch Kuba is currently seen as the largest cryptocurrency platform in India and has onboarded almost 8 million users since June of 2020. Always up for the risk, this revolution has been led by the younger generation. And this isn't limited to just metro cities like Mumbai or Delhi. Over 15 million users of crypto come from small towns. This cryptocurrency culture of India is making users more aware of what blockchain is and also empowering more entrepreneurs and innovators to get curious about its application beyond just crypto. Like for instance, as of June 2021, 15 private and public Indian banks have adopted blockchain to process inland letters of credit. Joining forces, they have set up a company called the Indian Bank's Blockchain. This is the first time such a venture is being done for domestic trade finance. Industries like healthcare are turning to blockchain to secure patient records electronically. Similarly, it's being looked at for inventory purposes and to cut it short, anything and everything that requires accountability is looking into blockchain. But the future of blockchain still has a lot of hurdles. From expensive infrastructure to the risks that come with it not being regulated, combined with the effects it's having on the environment because of high energy consumption. There's a lot standing in the way for it becoming mainstream. And in the end, it all boils down to whether or not people like you and me will trust it enough to use it in our everyday life. With that, this is Dibanshi signing off. Take this week to grasp more about blockchains because next week, we'll talk about something cool and fun that's come out of blockchain. In the next episode, we're going to jump into the latest trend, NFTs. Do you know that thing where people have been spending millions of dollars to own a digital object like tweets, GIFs or even music? You can now buy your partner that song you both met because of. Also, if you are a creator, you can call yourself an artist because NFT is totally changing the way art collection works. This podcast is produced by Taiwan Excellence.